Need a few minutes to reset? Great Minds is a podcast from SBS that guides you through different meditation styles from around the world. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to SBS on the Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. It's a daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Tuesday, the 6th of June, 2023. Later, how the markets reacted to the Reserve Bank's surprise 25 basis point lift to the official cash rate to 4.1%. It means for the average borrower on a $500,000 25-year low, monthly mortgage repayments will rise $76.00. Add all the 12 rate rises we've seen since May 2022, and that increase is $1,134. That's according to Rate City. So I've got a couple of extended interviews for you. The first one with Alan Oster. He's the chief economist at NAB. Alan, put simply, why did the RBA lift interest rates again, and what kind of a message is it trying to send? I think the message is trying to send is that, you know, they're very keen on inflation. They want to get it under control. Um, it's not necessarily associated with the national wage case, but the national wage case doesn't help in a medium term context. And so what they're saying is until such time as we get services inflation under control, they're going to keep going. Um, and so that's going to keep meaning that, um, you know, the economy is going to be probably hurt harder than we'd previously expected, but um, the focus is on inflation. When you say the economy may be hurt harder than previously expected, what exactly mm. do you mean by that? I mean, what you're doing is you're taking basically more money away from people who are paying a mortgage. And so you're taking away their liquidity. You're making them basically say, right, um, I will have to pay more in the mortgage, I'll spend less or I'll spend it on more down market. Now, that is exactly what they want to do. That's how monetary policy operates. So I think this is a central bank that's just saying, well, um, unit labour costs are high um, and that, you know, we're, we're sort of getting worried about, you know, we don't want to have inflationary expectations um, sort of baked in so everybody goes chasing their own tail is a different way of saying it. So um, the focus very much on inflation. Didn't the RBA, though, say that wages growth expectations are within its own expectations as long as productivity picks up? Is that the key concern there? Well, they don't really have anything whereby they can actually change productivity. That's fiscal policy and the government. Um, and it was noticeable today they didn't really repeat that line um, in in their statement. So I think they were trying to essentially make sure they didn't say anything about the national wage case, um, which doesn't hurt at present, but it does mean it's more difficult down the line um, to get inflation under control in a period that's sufficient for them to feel comfortable. So 12 rate rises uh, since uh, May last year. Can borrowers afford them all now? Well, roughly, if you're on average loan, it's going to be taking out a little bit more than $1,800 a month. So I think provided that unemployment stays low, you can probably juggle things around. And I think 
given where we think the economy is going to do not much growth this year, that you've got about a 12-month period where the RBA might then start cutting rates. So I think ultimately it's a, sh- it's, it's a shuffle. It will hurt the economy, but in the medium term, I'm still pretty optimistic. The RBA says some further tightening of monetary policy may be required. Are there yep. more rate rises to come then? Well, we our expectation is they'll go again and they'll go before August um, or at all, either July or August. We've sort of given up trying to guess which month. So we, we sort of said July or said and, and it came in June. So we say, yes, there's one more. And if inflation doesn't sort of come under down, under control, you could even get a second one. So I think 435 by um, August is probably what people should be expecting. So you said there may be another one. So even if it gets to 4.6, even if it does, that's way above these earlier expectations from many economists, say, six, nine months yeah. ago. The RBA says there's a, a path to achieving a soft landing, but it remains a narrow one. How narrow? And could Australia be heading toward a recession then as a result? Look, I think it's increasingly getting narrow, and it is very narrow. And the focus is inflation, not growth at present. Um, now, you have to wait and see the national accounts tomorrow. You'll have to wait and see, you know, some of the data that's going to come out in the next couple of, couple of weeks, including our business survey, um, and make a judgment from there. But I think the focus on inflation is really what they're narrowed into. The economy, they prefer to have not a really hard landing, but, you know, if they had to choose between inflation and an economy that gets a little bit soft or very soft, then I think they're going through inflation to prison. That's NAB Chief Economist Alan Oster. And for her take, I spoke with Joe Masters, the Chief Economist at Baron Joey. When we read the statement, we find there's a couple of things that are in there that weren't in there in previous months. Importantly, the RBA has talked about rising house prices and they've also talked about concern and upside risk to wage growth, particularly public sector wage growth. Now, that is important because wage growth drives services inflation, which is the hottest part of our economy at the moment. Okay, we've seen 12 rate rises in a row, yet inflation is still too high. Why aren't these rate rises working as fast as one would hope to bring down consumer prices, even with that lag effect that the RBA had previously been talking about quite often? So we talk famously about long and variable lags from monetary policy. Interest rates are actually quite a blunt tool. And what we've seen this time around is they've taken longer to impact the economy, partly because of such high number of people with fixed rate mortgages. And they're, of course, rolling off now and starting to hurt but also because households saved a lot of money during the pandemic and that provided them with a bit of a buffer. The economy is now responding, but we still have inflation that is too high. And it's also in items that we call uh, very sticky. So they take a long time for inflation to come down, even when the economy stalls. Okay. Can borrowers afford this latest rate rise when you combine it with all the other previous ones we've seen since May 2022? Look, the uncomfortable reality is this is an incredible challenge for those with a mortgage and particularly those that are relatively new to the housing market. 
that haven't had enough time to build up buffers or get ahead on their mortgage payments. So when we look at mortgage interest payments as a share of disposable income, they do look like it's going to head back up to the highs that we saw just prior to the global financial crisis. Uh, this is going to make a material hit to disposable cash for households to spend into the economy. Is the RBA, though, um, shooting now and asking questions later? I mean, as we mentioned, there's that lag effect when it comes to rates, but we've still got those GDP figures coming out tomorrow. So we have a reasonable idea of what the GDP figures will show. And those figures, of course, are for the March quarter. So the RBA will have taken account of what they expect in those numbers, but also some more recent readings. I think one of the important changes in the statement today, though, is a clear focus on inflation, even though the economy is slowing. And when inflation is sticky and persistent, when it's being driven by wage growth into the services part of the economy, the reality is you have to slow the economy economy a lot in order to get inflation back down to the midpoint of the band, which is two and a half percent. I want to end this conversation with a point that you made at the very beginning, and that's talking about house prices, that the RBA mentioned house prices. Will this latest rate rise take the steam out of this increase in house prices that we've seen? remarkable what we're seeing in the housing market. We've got house prices that are rising. Initially, that was at the top end of the Sydney market, but now it's much more broadly based. I think what's less well understood, though, is that that's on very low listings. So listings or homes that are available for sale is about a third of its 10-year average. Now, what's surprising is these higher house prices are not drawing more sellers into the market. And that, of course, is because interest rates are high, because your ability to borrow is less than it was before. So from an economic perspective, it seems hard to imagine that house prices are on the start of a sustainable boom. But whether one more interest rate hike is going to turn that around is very unclear. That is Baron Joey Chief Economist Joe Masters and the share market had an obvious reaction. The S&P ASX 200 down 1.2% today. Uh, a lot of that fall coming following the RBA decision at 2.30 Australian uh, Eastern Standard Time. For more, I spoke earlier with Luke McMillan. He is the Head of Research at Ophir Asset Management. Luke, how did the market react to the decision to lift interest rates by 25 basis points? Yeah, well, it was certainly a, a, a came as a surprise. I mean, there was some probability priced into markets, but really only kind of a fifteen to twenty percent probability. And markets were expecting a one more hike sometime between now and September. They just weren't expecting it today. And so, what you saw is the market was already down about point five percent, and it took another leg lower um, straight after the RBA hike rates by twenty five basis points to be down around about one percent. You know, as, as we're talking at the moment, and it was down mostly with the consumer discretionary names leading the market lower. I'll talk about retailers in a more detail in a few moments, but what is the market now pricing in in terms of future rate rises? Because the RBA in its statement today didn't necessarily rule it out. No, that's right. If you look at that last paragraph, it still says uh, the same thing it said at the last monthly statement, which is that you know further hike may be required. And, and so what you've seen in early market pricing is 70% of uh, chance of one further hike uh, still to come, which wasn't previously predicted uh, prior to today. So there still is that hiking bias uh, by the RBA, and we might get uh, one more. So retailers are certainly coming under pressure today on the share market. Are there signs that these rate rises are impacting that sector now? 
Yeah, absolutely. I think so. You know, we've, we've certainly noticed both here in Australia, but also overseas as well, really from kind of April onwards, a bit more of a deterioration in terms of some of the consumer names coming out. And I guess uh, particularly here in Australia during confession season, um, saying that they're, they're downgrading their, their guidance for the full year. You know, today we had, uh, it's a smaller company, but we had baby bunting uh, come out. It's only a couple hundred million market cap but it's taken some other of the uh, consumer names down with it uh, as we go along, like Levisa, like Adairs, uh, even West Farmers we've seen uh, be dragged lower by uh, by its result where it came out and essentially, um, even though we're almost at the end of the financial year, took down its guidance by about 37% for its, uh, for its net profit for FY23. Um, just off interest rates, there are two other big movers that I wouldn't mind touching on today. We saw the, um, a, the exchange operator, ASX, um, really falling today. On the flip side, Sigma doing really, really well. What's behind all of that? Yeah, there were certainly a couple of the big moves that we saw today. And, you know, the ASX came out, uh, pre-market today. It had its inaugural investor day, um, for the new, new CEO, new CFO, and essentially, reset its cost base higher. And that, that kind of surprised the market. Yes, it came out with a new five-year strategy, but essentially the cost growth that it put in for next financial year, FY24, was above what the market expected. And in fact, at the top end of its guidance range, almost double what the market was expecting in terms of cost growth for FY24. And so it was a bit of a question of shoot first and ask questions later, just looking at that extra cost growth for, for the ASX. And then on the other hand, with, with Sigma, what essentially happened is they won back their contract with Chemist Warehouse for their uh, their PBS medicines business. And that looks like it'll add about an incremental $2 billion in revenue from FY25 when, when that kicks in. Uh, and so that's pretty significant given that the market was expecting about 3.6 bill in revenue in FY25. So add another 2 bill on top of that. And that's a pretty big upgrade you can see right there. And just finally, um, what are the opportunities, I guess, broadly for investors in this current environment where we are seeing interest rates still climbing? Yeah, well, that's, that's, that's the big question. And, you know, one of the things that we saw on Friday last week for the Aussie market that's got, hasn't got that much press is actually we got an inverted yield curve for the first time since June 2006 uh, on Friday. One of the, you know, key recession indicators. We've had inverted yield curves over in the U.S. Uh, for quite a number of months now, but we got it in Australia. And so, you know, there, there certainly is caution warranted ahead. You know, the RBA, whilst they did hike rates today, are, are clearly worried about this mortgage cliff. And as we work through these resets of, of mortgage rates higher. And so I think for us in terms of portfolio positioning, that means looking for resilience. Uh, and so, you know, some of the areas that we typically find there is healthcare, consumer staples. Um, they haven't had the easiest of time more recently, but we think as, as economic growth slows, um, those companies with more resilient, less macro-sensitive earnings are typically going to be the places uh, to be and hunt around. So another area in the Aussie market we quite like there is the insurance sector as well that tends to be pretty resilient. Luke McMillan there from Ophir Asset Management. This SBS On The Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision.